Yo, what's up, everyone? What's up? Oh. I am, I don't know what you said, but it's me, it's Ben. Um, for those of you who are new here, welcome. Um, I am, I'm glad that you guys are here. And if, if it's your second, third, fourth, millionth time, um, again, I'm also glad that you're here. Um, and I guess welcome to you guys, too, that you're back. Welcome back. Uh, I love each and every one of you, and I'm just so happy when you guys come. Um, and for those of the people that skipped um, being sinners and going to Winter Jam, um, good thing we have a YouTube and a, uh, and a podcast. So they can always listen back to it. But also for you guys, if you guys have ever missed a series, missed a, a week, um, like have no fear. Like we upload them all to YouTube, or if you go... Um, to Apple uh, Podcasts, go to the podcast, um, or Spotify, and you just type in ROC students, you will, you will find us. So have no fear when you're sick and you can't make it, you can still, you can still hear it. Okay, don't hate me. But did I introduce myself? I don't know. If I did, did I? I'm Ben. Uh, you heard me. I came up before. Anyway, so rude. Wow. Um, wait, oh, let me move this over. But anyways, I'm going to tell you a little story about myself. Um, a little embarrassing, um, not some, well, not my, my greatest, best moment. Anyways, um, if you weren't here last week, we started a new series um, called No Filter about the Sermon on the Mount. Caleb actually started that. Uh, so that's where I get to pick up today as Caleb uh, was talking about the Beatitudes. So I get to, I gladly get to finish it for him. Uh, so anyways, back to the story about me uh, is... It was my, my freshman year of college, uh, so this was a couple years ago now, and for those of you who don't know, is I played soccer, right? So, 20 years ago? Uh, 20, okay, anyways, but I, I walked onto campus, and I was like, yo, I'm going to be the cool kid, I'm going to be cool, I'm going to be popular, everyone's going to know my name, I'm going to be a starter on the soccer team, yeah, you're like, yo, like, what's up with me? And I didn't care how it happened, I was going to be cool, everyone's going to like me, and yeah, I was going to be the big dog on campus. But um, see, that came at a cost. I still remember uh, first semester in front of my teammates, um, it got brought up that my mom worked in a church and that I was a Christian and that I believe in God. And so there's a bunch of foreigners on my team. And you see, the thing about people from England is they're mostly atheists. And so they decided to, to challenge me. And so me wanting to be popular as I sat back, the jokes they made, the comments they made is I, would, I just laughed them off. I was like, ha okay, not really like that, right? I did not stand up for my faith. Is what, I, is what I'm ashamed of, right, from that day. Because if you look at me now, and I, obviously I love to talk about Jesus, and that's why I'm up here on stage. But that wasn't always me. That there was a time when I was ashamed to stand up for what I believed in. Just because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be popular. And so I put my morals behind me, and I didn't say anything. I didn't stand up for what I believed in. I didn't stand up for Jesus. I just let it go. And so that's, that's what we get to talk about today. Um, so if you have your Bibles, 
Go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter five. But real quick, before we start, I'm just gonna pray for us real quick. Uh, So you just wanna bow your heads. Dear Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you that you you gathered us here uh, today, Lord, so that we could be in your presence, Lord, and that we could hear the words you have to say to us. Lord, I ask you to speak through me, that the words that I said, Lord, would be, be your words. Lord, that, and that you would also open the ears and the hearts of these students, that they would hear and accept what you have to say. We love you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Matthew chapter five, uh, we're gonna start in verse seven. So it says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I'm stop right there real quick. The first verse, we got some uh, dissection to do. And if you're, you're like me, right, you've heard this word mercy thrown around all the time. But you don't truly know what it means. But you've heard it described uh, that Jesus is, is merciful. And we're kind of just like, oh, yeah, I don't really know what it means, but cool. Uh, so I'm going I'm to explain it real quick. Um, so mercy is having compassion for those who are suffering and needy. You see, merciful people, out of love, out of kindness, see these people, people who are hurting and in need and go out of their way using their own time to help them. That those people don't know them, they don't, and they don't know um, the person who's being shown the mercy. but that doesn't matter. That person has done nothing to, to that person to, for them to go out and to help them. But they do it anyways. And so it says, the merciful will receive mercy. That Jesus is, is the perfect example of mercy. That we know Jesus died on the cross, died for our sins, even though he knows we're gonna continue to sin, that we have sinned, but yet he died for us so that we could go be with him, to spend eternity with him. This is this, they shall receive mercy. And if we continue into verse eight, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Again, we have a phrase, we got pure in heart. Like what, what does that really mean? What does it mean to have a pure heart? So someone who has a pure heart has a desire to do the right thing. This is um, the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That the person who is pure in heart has a desire to do the right thing, the desire to do what God has for them. And then through that, they're going to see God. They're going to know who God is. But see, having a pure heart isn't easy. Having pure heart means that you're going to have integrity in every situation that you do. That whether you're by yourself, with your friends, when there's no accountability and you can do whatever you want, that you're going to stick by your faith and then you're going to choose to do the right thing, to follow Jesus in that moment when no one around you would care what you did that you have integrity, you have the courage to stand up and be like, no, that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna follow Jesus in this moment. To not let your opinions, or, and to not participate in gossip. 
No matter how, how juicy or like how great of a gossip it is, right? How it's super easy to fall into the gossip trap. Super easy to you know, let me talk about this person and I'm gonna feel better after. Let me put this person down. I don't like this person, so I'm gonna spread a rumor about them. Someone has a pure heart refrains from that. Steps out of that. You're not gonna get caught up in the things that the world has to offer. And the pride, the fame. We're gonna be like, yo, no, my true passion on this earth is to follow Jesus, is to trust Jesus. This is a pure in heart, we'll see God. And then if we go into verse nine, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, they will be called sons of God. It's a little bit, um, most sons resemble their father. Right, so usually we see these little, um, you see these little kids walking around or like on pictures on Pinterest, on, on Instagram, and they're like wearing the same thing as their dad. And it's all cute, it's super cute. It's like, oh, that kid's cute, he looks just like his dad, how adorable. But says that, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they be called sons of God. God was a perfect example of a peacemaker. Jesus was here on earth, being yelled at, being cursed at, having people try to kill him. But Jesus never fought back. Jesus didn't fight anger with anger. And if we turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.15, it says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seeks to do the good to one another and to everyone. A peacemaker is not going to get mad in that situation. When people are coming at you, and it would be easy just to hit them or to say something back to them, but they're not going to do that. They're going to have peace in that situation. They're not going to fight evil with evil. God calls us to have peace, to be a peacemaker. But then in chapter, or not chapter, in verse 10, it says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So Jesus just said, yo, have peace. But yo, blessed are those who are persecuted. Those who are cursed at, who are made fun of. Yo, blessed are them. That Jesus is saying, yo, you're gonna be persecuted. It's going to happen. But to have peace through it. To be a peacemaker through it. To, to not fight back the evil with evil. To not do what I did. And just let it blow over. You see, if we continue, it says, you are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. But be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, Jesus is clarifying. He says, you are blessed when they insult you when they persecute you, when they falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. 
to let you know, yo, they're going to make fun of you. They're going to make up lies about you. They're going to do evil things to you. But to know, yo, the people who came before you were persecuted as well. Jesus' disciples, Jesus himself were persecuted because of their faith. But Jesus is saying, yo, don't worry. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. That the reward that you gain in heaven is so much greater than you can ever imagine, anything you can ever get here on earth. But be glad and rejoice for when they insult you, when they persecute you, but to know yo, that Jesus is there with you through it. Jesus is there to, to, to give you guidance for you to seek out. He knows it's not going to be easy. Jesus himself walked through it all. We see that Jesus lived out the Beatitudes. And so real quick, I want to go back, and I just want you to remind, remind you guys of them, um, in case you weren't here last week. It says, blessed are the pure and poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they, they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, when we live to be like Jesus is when we live to fulfill these beatitudes. When we strive to live, to have each and every one of those. He knows, yo, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to do it every time. Some of them you're going to be better that than the other. But don't give up. See, the great thing is that Jesus is there right beside us. And all we have to do is reach out to him. Pray to him, yo, Jesus, Lord, give me the strength, give me the wisdom to fulfill these. Lord, help me be merciful. Lord, help me show peace, show love. But you see, when the world sees that we have these is when the world comes at us. You see, the world can't handle us fulfilling these beatitudes. And you're like, yo, how can that be true? Because what I'm doing is right. I'm living a good life. Why are the people going to come at me? But we see it in Jesus' life. We see that Jesus was persecuted, and he fulfilled all of these. You see, the world can't handle someone who is poor in spirit because the world lives in a state of pride. We live in a world that is full of egos. Everyone wants to be the best. Everyone thinks they're better than the other person. The world can't tolerate someone who is mourning over sinfulness because the world just wants us to bypass it. Just forget about sin. Forget about that shame. Go live your best life. Go do what you want to do. Who cares? The world doesn't know how to handle when someone has morals. When someone's going to stand up and be like, no, I'm not going to go to that party. No, I'm not going to go do that. Right? And I said before, the world can't handle our meekness, right? The world is full of pride. It's full of egos. 
The world can't tolerate when someone knows he is nothing but seeks something that can only be given as a gift. Right? Because there's nothing that we can do to be sin-free, to be forgiven by Jesus. So that doesn't matter. Because God sent Jesus to be the price for that. That he sent his only son so that we could be with him forever, that we could be in the presence of God that can only be given as a gift. Right? Good works isn't going to get you there. The world knows little about mercy. The world knows nothing about purity, and the world knows nothing about peace. But the Lord calls us to fulfill these things. You see, the more we live for Christ, the more we strive to be like Jesus, is when you create a response in the world. You see, but that comes in being, having a pure heart, being merciful, being a peacemaker. You see, you can believe in your heart about Jesus you can be like, yo, in these walls, yo, I'm all about Jesus. I raise my hands during worship. I say amen. But what do you do when you step outside? When people are confronting you, people are coming at you for being a believer. Are you going to stand up for what you believe in? Or are you going to do what I did? Are you going to sit back, cower in fear? Because you want what the world has to offer. We want everything that we can get here on earth. But the Lord says, great is your reward in heaven when we are persecuted because of righteousness. Your reward is a whole lot greater than anything that we could get here on earth. The fame, the money, does not even compare to what we can get in in heaven. Luke 9, 26, Jesus said this, Whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall be the Son of Man be ashamed. So Jesus is saying, yo, you're ashamed of me, I'm ashamed of you. That in that moment when I did not stand up for Jesus, right, I was ashamed of Jesus, that in that moment Jesus was ashamed of me. And that's not something that you want. Take it from me when I experienced that and the shame that I felt in that moment. Because in my heart, I knew what was right. I knew what I should have done. I should have stood up and professed my love and faith for Jesus Christ. But I didn't. I got caught up in what this world has to offer. I got caught up in being popular and trying to be liked by everyone. And I'm up here telling you, I know how easy it is. I know how easy it is to be like, yo, that looks real good, a lot of fun. I'm going to go party over here. I'm going to push Jesus aside today. But Jesus is calling us out of that. Jesus is calling us to take a step forward in faith. Take a step towards him. And striving to live our daily life resembling Jesus. And so my question for you guys tonight is are you living for Jesus?
Are you living for Jesus in every moment? Are you stepping outside of this world? Are you saying no to what this world has to offer, but knowing that, yo, I'm gonna follow Jesus on earth because great is my reward in heaven? Are we willing to step out? Are we willing to put this world behind us? Are we willing to accept that, yo, people are not gonna like me for being a Christian? People aren't gonna like me because I'm not gonna do what they're gonna do. But instead, I'm gonna follow Jesus and I'm gonna be the best follower of Jesus I can be. I'm gonna show Jesus I love him in every situation, in every action, every word that I do. When I'm alone, when I'm with friends, when I'm in church, when I'm walking down the street, yo, people are gonna know that I love Jesus because of my actions. They're gonna know I'm different. They're gonna take the courage to do that. Are you living for Jesus? Let me pray real quick. Jesus, we, we love you. Lord, I thank you for being the merciful, merciful Lord that you are. Thank you for showing me mercy, showing us mercy when we don't deserve it. Lord, thank you for, for living the life that you lived here on earth, Lord. Thank you for coming down and dying for our sins, Lord. Thank you for making it possible that we could be in heaven with you. Lord, but I ask you to, to give us the courage, Lord. Give us the boldness that we would, we would step out of this world, Lord. That we would not be ashamed of you, Lord, but that we would, we would follow you proudly and loudly, Lord, in everything that we do. Lord, as I, as I know it's hard and I know the world tries to tear us down, Lord, but I ask you to, to give us the boldness. Lord, I know each of us have our different struggles, Lord, but I thank you for, for being with us, Lord, that you are a call away. Lord, that all we have to do is, is speak out to you, Lord. Speak out for, for wisdom and that you'll give it to us, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the reward that you have waiting for us in heaven. I thank you for the love that you continue to show us. And, and we love you for that. We love you for, for everything that you've done for us and that you continue to do for us, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to help us stay on the path for you. Lord, that we would keep our eyes focused on you, not get distracted. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.